0: Welcome everyone to episode 4-3 of Retro Encounter. I am Josh Curry, J.D. Curry on the boards. I'm with a collective of collective individuals ready to do the last story, talk about the final of it. So with me is Mike Salosi.
1: Did you mean to say collective of eclectic individuals?
0: No, I, I meant to say collective of collective <laughs> okay, individuals.
1: Alright, right, <laughs> all alright, alright. Well, I am Mike Salosi. I'm Monsoon on the boards, and uh yeah let's talk about the last story
0: also with us is marcos gaspar
2: howdy wild armors on the board and yes let's talk about the only story and finally davy Tesnovic.
3: hi i'm uh and i'm davy kaze on the board
0: so this is the final episode we're in the final countdown of the final minutes discussing the last story uh how is everybody feeling about it
1: uh,
3: I, uh, I I thought that, like, from where we left off, like, starting with, uh, the whole death of General Astar, like, I feel like there's a lot of punchy stuff, like, back-to-back, well-paced fights, like, a lot of forward momentum that I really liked about the beginning of the game. So, I I feel like it really came out of that, uh, lull, like, going Came out of the lull? Ooh, (laughs) sure.
1: Sure, (laughs) alright.
0: I, I would agree. I, I, th- I think it bounced back actually pretty well from where we ended the last podcast. I thought there was... it was much better paced, there was better boss fights. Uh-huh. I, I think we also kind of made a switch into the battles actually being a little bit more difficult, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, still, they're, for the, they're either too easy or punishingly hard, I think still, but um, I think it did a good job kind of starting to show its best side. Until it walks off a cliff and is a flaming piece of garbage.
1: All right. Well, uh, putting aside that piece of negativity for the moment, <laughs> I, I basically agree with Davey. The uh, last half to a third of the game is—it's uh, kind of a roller coaster ride. It's like it's the drama sort of ramps up a bit. They're just dropping major plot events. The whole sca- scope of the story and the world is changing. It's, uh, the pacing is a lot better, the fights are more challenging and still... Uh, and, and a lot more interesting, especially since by that point you probably have a better mastery of the combat. I, I definitely did that. Was, at some point, I got good enough at the combat that it, it, did, it was fun and rewarding. Until yeah. the very end of the game, where I won't say it becomes a flaming piece of garbage, but I will say my uh, enjoyment of the game really dropped during that last gauntlet of 10 boss fights in a row or however many there are I don't know uh, yeah I a little but look full disclosure Um, I was behind on playing the game for this podcast and I, I played it for almost seven or eight hours today I played from chapter 28 all through to, to through to the end and except except I got stuck on the final final boss and I lost against him three times, and I, I think I may have been underleveled. My characters is only level 54 and 55 for the final boss, which I don't know if that's high or low, but I, th- I think it might be low.
0: So, might be Lowell.
1: Sure, I, I was. My levels were a little low for the final boss because, ironically, Lowell's not on your team for the final boss, and I don't, I don't know if he survives or not to the epilogue, which make, which is why I'm thinking about going back and playing it to see if he makes it out okay. But yeah, I, I, uh, those last couple of bosses really felt tedious and losing the last couple times in a row. I'm not, <laughs> I, yeah, I, think I'm p- I, a, I think this could be a,
0: I think this could be a bad funny night because you said tedious and all I could think of is Titus. From- yeah. So oh, it was a oh, little Titus. Oh, Titus. Right. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so um. we, we got Davey Lycan. it. Mike and I are a little bit softer on it. What about you, Marcos?
2: Um, let's see. Uh, I just gotta throw out that I'm playing this on the new game plus, and um, the bosses are very punishing. And like this part of the story, I really like it. I love the forward movement, and I really like uh, the character development, story, all that good stuff. Uh, for the actual battles, uh, yeah, the bosses are ter- terrible. They uh, they're killing me. They're killing me.
1: Oh, because the,
2: the, the boss levels scale with you? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, no. I think they work against you because I think the last boss fight, um, if your characters are maxed, uh, which is, I think, uh, 99, uh, it raises it considerably. I think the final boss, uh, like the final final boss, final form was, I think, it was over 100. I don't know if it was 125, 135, or something terrible. It doesn't matter. All I know is the battle took, like, an hour long. <laughs> yeah.
3: Congrats.
2: And, and this is- I did not die. Oh! I, I remind you, I did not die. This was just- each form was very long. Yeah, that's <laughs> annoying. But man, at least, you know what? The music was great, so... Like I said, give me characters, give me music, and uh, I'm at peace.
0: And everybody will be proud of me. I actually listened to the music. I took notes on the music. I actually decided there's a couple songs that I enjoyed.
2: Oh, oh I pleasure. am
1: proud of you, Joshua. So when
0: you guys start talking about songs and music and normally I just mute and stare off into the distance I can we'll kind play of
2: Hearthstone.
0: <laughs> I I can kind uh. of join into the discussion now.
2: You know, just don't so play the game can, at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And I do have to say there's like starting with the uh the Jor-El boss fight in chapter I think 38 or 39 onward all of the boss music was really really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The uh the Jor-El boss fight I think was called um Invitation to Madness, yep. And and yeah. what was the uh, what was the Zesha fight? The the red that... dude with swords. What was uh, that? What was Death dance. That? Death dance. Yeah, those two tracks are really great.
0: Yeah, the the second Garak twin was my favorite song of the game, with a close yeah. second of yeah. the Dagran fight.
2: So good. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh, just the last CD on the soundtrack is just it's worth to buy. It's like oh, twenty
1: it, change. It was the last seed like just just all that last gauntlet of boss
2: fights. Yep, it's all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Yeah, it starts with the invitation to madness. Mm.
3: Which I feel like that's the name of a Soul Calibur theme. Soul something. Calibur. That whole sequence reminded me quite a bit of Soul Calibur. Yeah, when because the, the eyeball sword.
1: Yeah, the evil sword <laughs> that that Zangarac gives Jirael looks exactly like the Soul Edge.
3: Yeah, yeah, how really did do they
1: does. not
0: get sued when making this game?
1: Well, they, don't call <laughs> it, they don't call it anything.
0: But that is the sword from the game. They stole... Uh... That... <sighs> from Zelda. What? The the boss from Zelda. Like, he looks like the boss from Zelda. Oh, oh, oh he's oh. talking
2: about Cat Ganon. Okay, yeah. Kat
0: oh. <laughs> the storyline at the end of the day basically largely paralyzed fi- parallels final fantasy tactics
1: yeah, uh no. No, no okay yeah no, i I you're, being, I you're being you're being ridiculous uh no like to, to like this doesn't this doesn't copy other games as much as like every game copies every other game i don't, I don't think like just a couple disparate simple similarities to multiple games doesn't mean that it's a giant copycat
0: I didn't say it was well, a copycat, I just said there was I
1: think Well you I think said how like... how you said how on earth did they not get sued. Well
3: that sword is literally from
1: a different <laughs> game.
3: <laughs> I think I think it's not like it Darksiders where the oh, sorry go ahead. Just
1: Darksiders
3: that this game is like so? very much a product it's very much a product of its time. Like it's representative of everything that was happening in gaming at the time it was made. And that's kind of forward-thinking for a Japanese developer, like, you don't usually see them looking at things on a worldwide scale when they start development on a new IP. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, like, I think we are being a little too critical, I mean, we might as well say that because there were ships in the big ocean that they copied Suikoden and four. I was thinking <laughs> Waker, but sure. yeah, that's, that's a good idea too. Wind Waker, that's a good one.
1: Like, I mean, I don't think this is as bad as, say, Darksiders, which literally has orange and blue portal guns in it for one of the dungeons. <laughs> Yeah, but Darksiders is so good. Darksiders is good, but I mean, like I, I don't even know what logic train you think you're on. Like Darksiders is good, so it's okay that it copies stuff. And I think yeah. this game is bad, so I'm gonna make up stuff that it's copying. You're you're just being ridiculous.
2: Oh I'm never ridiculous. <laughs> Dagwin is the leader.
0: Yes. Yeah. He is. Sure. And then every time you beat a boss they turn into a demon. <laughs> um Every that person true? that you kill turns into a demon.
3: I guess... Ta-da! Uh, Digger not, uh, not in the same way as FF Tactics.
0: No, not entirely, but... I'm just saying. I, Towards the I, end, I, I was like, uh...
3: Okay. I, was I feel like collecting. I played this last month. We even fought Jarrell on a pirate ship. Like, it felt so much like fighting Cervantes. It was awesome.
1: That is pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. He's only on a pirate ship in Soul Calibur uh, in Soul Calibur and Soul Calibur 2 though and in Soul Blade he, you fight him in like a port or something yep yep. but it's it's like just because a game has surface similarities to another game does not mean it's copying or something you're just being silly you're like we, we could ah, never mind
0: I just want to point think... out now there's two out of the three last story podcasts we've discussed fighting games
1: <laughs> wait only two out of the three did we you not know, talk I've about been... them at all in the second one?
0: No, we didn't. Oh, we were good. Maybe uh, we should, we should just didn't...
1: edit in some Blaze Blue talk to the second episode, <laughs> po- like input po- in you know in post.
3: Hazama so, is literally my favorite fighting game character ever, and we can just take that clip and go back and put it in. Anyways,
1: so explain to me this bizarre cat girl in a hoodie. Just explain that. <laughs> oh, to Oh,
3: that take a pretty long time, man.
1: Okay, all right. So <laughs> back to the last story. Um. <laughs> One reason that I'm a little disappointed in myself that I didn't beat the final boss was because uh, before we started recording, Marcos and Josh, you told me that this game has a playable epilogue. And I think uh, I, saw a fav- uh, I saw a Facebook comment after you mentioned that I went to Facebook and looked at some of the comments on the RPG Fan Facebook page, and other people mentioned that how cool the playable epilogue was. And I'm, that has me super interested, because Lunar 2, one of my favorite games ever uh has an awesome playable epilogue that you know totally changes how you look at the story and characters so like what's that epilogue like tell me
0: um well i don't think it would drastically change how you view the game but i think it puts a nice little bow on the game oh um because it, it it's one of those things you have kind of the hey we saved the world. well you didn't even to see the ending so so they win okay <laughs> the all
1: right um
0: <laughs> Um, and so right after the kind of the fight, you, Dagrin kind of apologizes, you leave, Dagrin brings Lowell back to life, even though he's dead.
1: Okay. And
0: yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. That kind of missed me off.
1: Alright, Dagrin, who's exactly like Delita, can just turn into demons and bring people back to life, of course. Yeah. So, yeah your yeah. analogy still holds up.
0: Yeah, it still works. <laughs> um,. And they kind of strike a treaty with the Garak, they move away from each other but they're they're cool. And then they combine the stones and send the stones back into space. And that would be kind of how the game ends. Otherwise like you you could skip from there to let's hang out on the starry tower again and watch shooting stars and that that's when the credit rolls credits roll. If not, like why you were still hanging in the room you can look at a painting and be like, Oh, who's that? and then like, uh Lisa will be like, "Oh, those are my parents." And for some random reason like, "Oh yeah, I mean to tell you, we should get like I should get vows spoken to you in front of your parents' grave." And that's the epilogue as they go through like this monster infested place to get to her parents' grave. Oh, I remember that now.
1: Okay, this this is not clarifying anything for me, but
0: <laughs> so why it is so good then is you have a great character piece after that because wow, which is completely ridiculous. Lisa and Zale wanders through all these fights. The rest of the group follows behind them without ever helping them out, <laughs> which is so annoying. Yeah, um, they just
2: show up at the end and it's like,
1: surprise! Yeah,
0: we've been following you. It was kind of funny to watch you fight everything.
2: Well, it, you almost died, <laughs> but uh, you just did it.
1: Well, in a way, <laughs> that's kind of like a lot of JRPGs where your whole team of, say, eight is with you, but you're only allowed to have four of them fight that that, yeah. always, that always bothered me like it's like oh i have this team of 10 characters but only 3 can fight at a time what are the other 7 even doing
2: yeah watching like, you get your base beaten
1: yeah it it makes me that was one pleasant thing about ff10 which i played a few weeks ago, a few months ago for retro encounter it's like oh Oh, it's you, even worse you can everyone can switch in and out
0: But at, they're on the sidelines they're like you know what we could oh. take all of them down at once but the five of us are going to hang out over here
1: but at least okay, you can, you yeah. can Tap have all us of, in. you can have all of them take part in battles. Not like they're totally yeah. on the side. Like it's well, whatever. I mean, that's still funny that <laughs> that's it's the entire funny. team was hanging back while Callista yeah. and Zale were going forward. But yeah, whatever. To that seems like a lot of RPGs do that.
0: But the best part after that is uh, Lowell actually like announces their wedding. Like they actually have the wedding. Um, so like. Who's I when? feel like there's uh, Lisa and um, Zale.
1: Okay, I thought you were talking about him marrying uh, Seren for a second.
0: Well, and that's kind of the, there's there's the great dichotomy of that is there, there's a lot of open ends. You're assuming that they're together. That you're there's assumptions of all of like Lowell and um, Seren. Like it's implied that they're going to be together. They talk about opening a business together. Like all of that's discussed, but you don't know what actually happens to them. This like there is closure. Like, it's like ends up with Zale. Um, and I, thought, I thought that was really nice. I, I'm actually kind of disappointed that it is an optional thing. It should be something that's obligatory to through.
1: Wait, so um. so unless you do... so there's a way for them not to get married?
0: Well, I'm sure they
1: still get married, you just never see it.
0: Or are told that they did.
1: Oh, so you have to play through the epilogue to see the wedding. Yeah.
3: yeah. So... My big kind of problem with the way that pans out is like. What? What was the deal with Zangarag? Like, why was. Why is he so mad? Why is so mad? Like. Well, when you, make, you end up making peace with the rest of the Grack people? But Zangarag doesn't want to do it? Is that the whole deal? I. I like, I don't know. think I just, that was fully I just, fleshed have... out. Well,
2: no, you, you definitely, like, no, like, because he even says in the fight, he, like, has, met like, crazy talk, like, saying yeah. that he wants to be, like, a god. It, he's literally pulling a Ganondorf, uh, like, he wants to, like, just be a control. He even offers the Zale, like, a like, partnership in, uh, his, uh, Dominion. I,
0: I think the best explanation is Zale is Frodo. Um, what? yeah.
1: Oh, so now it's copying Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the hobbits are so <laughs> special because the ring doesn't corrupt them. And you look at all the powers that associate with the outsider, and whenever it touches somebody, it corrupts them. Okay. And I think that like that's the whole point of like uh, Dry. It made him insane.
3: Oh, so he was oh, you touched
0: mean, by you the outsider. Oh, Dry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with us just not calling things right, or at least me not calling things right. But you like might that need made. you th-
1: give you your own podcast just for your ridiculous nonsense, while other people actually talk about the game. <laughs>
0: Ouch, <laughs> wow. got to the core, wow, no, but it's one of those things that like, for whatever reason, Zale is so boring and so awkward that like he does, he or like so amazing that like, he, he's not corrupted by that. He only cares about saving people.
3: He's got that JRPG protagonist thing where he's good, but true. Right. And then <laughs> like, you like his downside is just his upside.
0: And it, you almost see that when you kill Dagger, because immediately after, like he's out of the influence of the outsider, he's like, "I'm sorry, like I screwed up," type of thing. Um, and I think it's the same thing with uh, Zangarak, Like, there is an element of animosity. There is an element of like he has his passion and direction. And by the time there was something that he could have seen that possibly could have changed his mind, it was too late because he was already on the influence of the outsider. Oh. That—that's that's how I took it.
3: That's a really good interpretation. I like that a lot more now. Thank you, Josh Curry. Yeah.
1: yeah See, that's, that's it's not—it's yeah. not, it's that not that just nonsense. Sense. Yeah, you, that was some non-nonsense. Very good.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I got was... to talk about hobbits. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And In that case,
3: I have go. no complaints about the plot of the last story at all. You even—you even are forced to look at Therese's crotch.
0: Yeah, I know you're very excited about that.
3: <laughs> I was. I called that, guys.
0: Oh, no, right. even, there better, was a, even better there was than even better. There's a that. lot of
3: well, Zale and Theria's bromance going on in this. I would like to beginning. cross
0: swords with you sometime. <laughs> I would be okay with that. <laughs> I was like, what?
3: <laughs> or like that that scene where uh Zale and Therius just start growing out and uh, Callista just goes, It's like I'm not even here.
2: Oh yeah, going up those flight of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but sick. but every time like why
3: did I, I'm hoping this was
1: Either oh, this okay, was a wait, brilliant so, I'm, I'm mistranslation. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Does survived survive to the epilogue as well? Because I, when I last saw him, he had been stabbed in the torso. And stabbed in sitting... the leg. Oh, okay. Well, and he was, and he was like, it looked like he was dying on that dock. But you I, I not you fight him or
0: not. You fight him in the ep- epilogue, correct? Is that technically the epilogue? Yeah, you do get the chance to fight.
1: Oh, him. oh, so you actually get to cross swords with him, like has. Yes,
0: had... they cross have... swords hard, and they argue, to they come out better for it.
3: Oh, that sounds pretty hot.
0: (laughs) Even that, though, like, and this is RPGs, whatever. Zale just went and saved the world. He fought a demon. A ginormous demon.
3: A lot of demons.
0: Like the demon, though, like the arch (laughs) mega demon. And then he comes out and he's going to have a small scrap with some not even real knight. Like Therius is not his... I was gonna say, Dad, his boss.
1: No, he's Darius <laughs> is his senpai. Literally. Yeah,
0: like Darius isn't isn't yeah. legit yet.
1: What are you he talking this, about?
0: He, he's, he's not the a, He's
1: the most legit knight there, other than uh. Well, then Zale. Well, well, and I was gonna say, other than uh, the guy that died. What's his name? Um, the general.
0: Aeguron. Astros.
3: Ag- <laughs> a- <laughs> asparagus.
0: Uh, Count I- Asparagus.
3: <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: We cannot so, remember
1: anyone's name, but yeah. Asteris, Astar. Yeah.
0: Um There is took a sword in the leg and was like, oh no, oh. He
1: was he was fighting off all of those uh, all of those cat lizard people like by yeah. himself. And Our doing... group
0: can't stay together for longer than two minutes. The whole game is Zale fighting but with himself or one other person. Okay, but so, think about look, it this way. On.
3: Zale went out on like a military mission, and he like leveled up and got better, and he goes back, and now Therius is technically the top-ranking dude, so they have to cross swords. Uh,
1: I, that's a don't ask,
0: don't tell policy
1: right there. I know, I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I thought Therius was uh, was sort of portrayed as a little bit haughty and pompous at the beginning. Like he was yeah. in a way, he was similar to Jorah, since he. Uh, he really looked down on mercenaries compared to knights, and but then, through, like, as he sees Zale sort of uh, rise in influence and begin get undergo training and become a knight himself, he starts to look at Zale in a more positive light, and at the very end of the game, like respects him as an equal and wants to have a sword fight with him. I think I thought yeah. that was I thought that was a pretty re, uh a pretty nice character arc. And, and you hardcore
0: know. hash it out during during that fight.
1: Sure. Okay. And um, I mean maybe you know davy enjoys seeing relationships where there aren't necessarily relationships but maybe davy <laughs> enjoys swordplay? play there were
3: sure in, in the but, case of the fight it would be called a rival shipping
1: okay well i think that um sure like maybe there is a, maybe there is a seed of rival shipping there like in spite of myself i'm saying that
3: it's pretty cute dude <laughs>
1: Well, uh, yeah, I, I thought that Tyrion's arc was great, but um, in, a, in sort of the opposite way, I also loved Jorah's arc, where he just gets kill. more and more horrible, and you finally kill, get to kill, just kill, finally get kill. to just whoop his ass on the ship, while he slowly descends into madness because the soul edge is taking over his brain or something. Like, like I, I, I think I mentioned that in the last episode. I wanted there to be a scene where you just whoop Jarrell's ass, and I wanted it to be
0: one punch though. I was disappointed that it took a couple. <laughs>
3: well, you got to see the Zangarak versus Dural fight, though.
0: Just grabs his
3: head. <laughs> that was <awful>. <laughs> <laughs> That was really great.
1: He Zangarac, just stops him with that's... one hand and then gives him the soul edge. Yeah.
3: Yep.
0: So that's actually, I mean, the story of the game, the characters and whatnot, that is, I think, the main appeal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whenever I have to actually use the controller, that's where it kind of falls apart. Um, (laughs) but it's the little kind of quipy nature back and forth. It's the character, your party is fantastic. That's why actually, like, when they they separate nonstop, why do I have a party if they're never a party?
1: Yeah, that Uh, was annoying. You get seven playable characters, and for most of the game, you're... You're, you only get to use three or four of them and it's un- and it's almost never the three or four you want <laughs> oh and
0: it's one of those things they're such good characters just let me have all of them there I don't care if you make the f- fights a little bit harder or a little more intricate keep them all there because they're such good characters
3: um I will say in the in the ending fights when you have like everyone there like still the graphics start to get like pretty blurry yeah like, it gets when really everyone bad. everyone, yeah, everyone shoots off the spell at oh. once like i could not see Gregg half the time i was fighting him
0: that's uh, yeah. my favorite is uh after you win and the count is speaking to the audience and then also at the end when you get knighted you know there's supposed to be like hundreds of people there and you look <laughs> out into the crowd and there's like five there's like there's your party and like four other people and you're like couldn't we gotten like some of the kingdom out here like this is kind of a big deal
1: and i'd like a party and the wii is really working hard to generate all five of those people because like like during during loading screens and stuff that my poor wii was just chugging and chugging it's like it's yeah. really struggling my like, wii
0: was so loud i didn't turn the volume up when they were talking <laughs> wow.
1: yeah like th- this is putting That's the a- machine through its paces which is weird because like the blur effects and like the and like the rainwater on the screen sometimes can get really sort of obtrusive.
0: Yeah, that, they yeah. reminded me of the joke. Oh, it's just two Game Cubes taped together. I was like, ah, maybe, maybe a third, but I could see that.
3: I just want to see the box <laughs> <laughs> It was so loud, I had to turn it off so I could hear the people <laughs> talking. <laughs> Cause I knew there's some
0: song playing in the background. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, that 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 commencement speech." Wasn't that a great song? I'm like I couldn't hear it. It was my Wii, or but it was so loud. I don't know. But so, like, yeah, you probably playing the mute again, Josh. I'm like no, I swear, I promise. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's it, it's too bad. And this with that too, I. it, it it's too bad it's on the week because the controller. I I did not like the controller. Um. I combination of just not as good of a controller, and then. I do think there was a slight input lag because it was trying to do so much that you take something that's already kind of clunky in some regards which we'll get to later because like the, the Mitra the Mitra boss battle almost made me destroy my whole house um,
1: <laughs> Mitra, is that is that the thing that looks like a Telethia from Xenoblade?
0: It's the white bird that came out of the yeah this okay it,
1: it, it's the thing that looks oh. like a Celestia from Xenoblade for sure okay. oh wait wait
2: wait 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 the white bird that came out you mean the um that guardian thing yeah,
1: yeah. um yeah. the fr- the first one's white and the second one is red and black
2: yeah because it's
0: one's rage and one's hopefulness Lon- aloneness
1: loneliness aloneness
0: loneliness yeah. <laughs> um but yeah like it's one of those things like if I could have had a 360 controller or a PS4 controller something that actually Reacted to my inputs, I felt like it would work better. Same thing with like the the, the sticks. There's a lot of times I felt like I was doing the right thing, and I just got caught on geometry. And I'm not sure if that's how the game the, is made or just
3: the camera makes me furious sometimes. Man. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Sometimes it'll just I...
3: go sideways, and you're just trying to walk straight. And yeah. sometimes
1: I would try to rotate the camera, say left, and it would just stop. Because it had run yep. out of angle, and I would have to go... Instead of going, you know, left 90 degrees, it would make me go right 270 degrees. Just,
3: <laughs> yes. It, it, like,
1: yep. for Sometimes, re- it really felt like I was fighting the controls to do basic things, like walk around an enemy or roll past an enemy without attacking them, or rotate yeah. the camera a certain way. And it, it got better as I got more used to the controls, and I got sort of, you know, I think I mentioned this before, but and I got, sort of learned to master the system a little better. Yeah, but it was no, still uh, rough.
2: <laughs> I, I don't think it was mastering the system. I think it was more uh, putting up with it because I was having the same trouble uh, just trying to like rotate my camera. And, like you said, it's it's ever rotating in a nice ninety uh, left, just a uh, couple of three sixties to the right, and uh, eventually get that there. <laughs> no, it was really bad. Like, yeah. uh, thank goodness there's a targeting system because that helped a little bit. There is. What's the targeting yeah, th- system? Uh, you're you're supposed to. I think either um. How do you do it? I know you hit two buttons, I think it's- Then, um... One second, let me look at what the controller looks like. <laughs> uh, okay,
1: well, I- I kept wishing that there was a way I could, um, basically the equivalent of Z-targeting on a N64 controller. Uh, but, I- yeah, sometimes it felt like I was fighting the controls, and that's never a good thing in a, in a game when like you hold, this.
3: Oh, when you hold guard, it locks on to, like, the closest enemy, I think.
2: Oh, okay.
0: I literally forgot that there was a guard button until yeah, no. probably like a half hour before the game was over.
2: What are you talking about? You need the guard button to fight that uh, that bird. That was uh, what was blocking the uh, the shots, I believe. Yep. Oh,
0: That's I, what I, took I, me I, so I, long. That's part of the reason I hate that fight.
2: <laughs> there's a lot of boss fights in
0: this section
3: where you can learn the mechanic and do it like they kind of tell you to. But if you use parries, you can actually skip some mechanics and, like, kill the bosses a lot faster. I don't
1: I kn- even
0: know how to parry. I,
1: I, I knew, I know how to parry, and I think I pulled it off successfully maybe twice, but it did not help me at all during the last couple of bosses. Do you mean yeah,
3: counter? If you, if you do it, is that what it is? When you, like, guard right when you're attacked? Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You learn it after you fight Ashtar.
3: Yeah, that sounds great.
0: Okay, yep. I'm on the same page as you.
2: But um, oh, okay. it, it really oh, helps so. for the uh, draw fight, though, um, because when you parry, you hit him for a lot of damage.
3: And zangerek when you uh, when you parry him, he drops the sword like you don't have to wait for him to throw it.
2: And that's a required thing to do. I kind of need that. To oh, end. I shot him with
0: yeah. I shot him with bananas.
2: Yeah, he he drops <laughs> he drops. And
0: then he slips and, and falls and he throws the sword in the yeah. air. He's, I never he's, knew weak. That.
1: he's weak against bananas. I uh I I just tried shooting <laughs> oh him with God. everything I had and uh, a banana is a 100 percent guaranteed drop from him. It's the funniest the,
0: thing. It was oh too God. bad because I, like I only weird. had
1: like six bananas on me, so I ran out of them fast. But. It, it, it worked. It worked. I, I
0: don't know how, but somehow I ended up with, like, 80 bananas.
3: <laughs> I love the idea of Dark Souls of the last story in front of the Zangarag room. It says, weak to bananas. This <laughs> the blood stain.
0: And you're like, but that is bastard, it, this is a just messing with me. This, yeah. 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 Yeah, so I just shot him with bananas. Alright, <laughs> most of the fights, I played as if it was God of War. Okay, sure. I, I went, one, two, roll, one, two, roll. Yep. That that was how all my fights were. Um because I, I would I did occasionally remember block, but it was very far and few between. And so it was I had to always be moving. And that mm-hmm. that's how I did and I know I made parts of that game a hundred times more
3: difficult because of it. You know that fight where there's like the big beast thing and he jumps on the pillars and shoots magic down at you. Yeah. You have to have Yurik blast the pillar. Yeah. If you parry his bullet, it flies back into the pillar and you don't have to wait for Yurik. Oh, that's really nice. you know, yeah. That, it a that fight of...
1: actually gave me uh, a lot of trouble because um, Yurik got stuck in a running animation. So for oh, the first boy. 20 minutes, he was stuck. He was, stu- <laughs> he was stuck behind like the stump of a broken pillar, just running up against it constantly. And I had I had to walk up next to him and like shove him away oh, that's <laughs> depressing. because what he was, what the computer was trying to do was uh, run around a pillar and then take cover behind a nearby one, but he got stuck behind the first one. Uh, so that fight, that made that fight a lot harder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the fun question, what is everybody's favorite boss battle? Oh,
3: man. Oh, I, honestly,
0: I know what mine
3: is. All the ones that I found that I could kind of break with a parry just ended up being super fun. Because every time I did it, I felt like I was, you know, getting away with something.
0: Yeah, like, that makes sense. This is so cool,
3: dude. But honestly, just coming across it on like accident and having it work out that well—that was a really cool experience.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can completely see how that would happen. Um, for me, it was the breath barith, barith. barith. The, the, barith. The,
1: the, the single barith or the triple barith. The single. Okay.
0: Cause I hate. Let, let's ignore the fact that the second half of the games just recycled everything else. I mean, we yeah, can do that with true. the podcast. Record part of this again and make it twice as long.
1: Yeah, Barith um, is the name of a, a demon in Ars Goetia. So you, it's you, yep. you find it in. I mean, it's in like every Shin Megami Tensei game, and it's in a bunch of you know of uh, like pre-Islam Arabic myth. So it's you, you see uh, you see the name Barith around.
0: Yeah, I, I really liked how all of that worked. Which one uh, was that? It's so uh, Barith has the shield. And you can't get through it, and you have and, to, like, knock it down. And then after oh. doing that twice, your team comes in. He, twice a team. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's kind of triangle. It looks like his limbs are triangles. And his uh, when he shoots projectiles, it looks kind of like he's drawing an arrow from a bow, sort of.
2: Yep. Um, isn't he yeah. the uh, creature that comes from, uh, like, the center of the dungeon?
0: Yeah, and he's supposed to be from, yes. like, it, there's, like, a side comment that he was, like, from another dimension or planet or something. And then when you go into the other dimension, you see the two later on. Um, but I loved that fight. I don't know. I don't know why, but it was just like that was.
1: That was I'm when the not, battle system clicked, sort of. Yeah,
0: for me, the. And I'll admit, I died the first time, um, and I, I got even the second. One, I was like, "What? Did, what are they doing?" And I was like, "I was just acting like an idiot." And then that was like, I was jumping in and out. I was taking cover. I was coordinating my efforts. There was the right amount of time that I had to go into command mode that I could recharge it, so it wasn't annoying. But like, there was that right balance. And when my team, I was like. I could probably do it, just the two of us. And then my team came in, and it was like, we slaughtered. There was just circles of magic everywhere, people flying everywhere. It was right after I'd gotten so- the soul magic for everybody, so everybody's doing their soul magic, and it was like...
1: Oh, oh, their, their spirit skill or spirit yeah. magic? Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And so we're just going through, and it's like, we are awesome. Like, look at this. This <laughs> this is a team. Like, this is a team that's trying to save the world. This makes sense. Yeah, got
3: yeah, your crew with you.
0: Yeah, and so, like, that was... That was the best, and it was really too bad because it goes directly from that basically to the Mitra battle, which I think is the worst battle for the exact reasons, like opposite reasons of why I liked the Berith battle.
3: Which one is Mitra? The white uh,
1: bird. The the, uh, the white oh, yeah. the white blue bird. Yeah. That you. Oh, okay. it, oh. This is a slightly off the beaten path path question. Why was Callista suddenly able to summon Mitra? for the battle against the other bird
0: because she found out that she could
3: okay she, well she, she, was, she was connected by her blood to yeah. that half of the outsider
0: yeah I think there was enough there that she realized that, that she had a deeper connection with the island and by extension the outsider
2: huh. and so but, I
0: think she was like I'm gonna try because everybody else seems to be controlling things when they're connected to it so I should be able to too I also think there's an element that because the count died she became the number one with bloodline
2: yeah that's true i, I can believe that
0: so i think she gained rights over everything that was arming bloodline
1: and on, well honestly um i'm not even sure the count had full control over the outsider
0: i sure the count had control over himself
1: yeah he like <laughs> cause he, he just he totally has an episode when he uh when they reveal the outsider and what it is, and he doesn't really control it or give it orders so much as hit it with his sword a bunch of times and stab it and torture it, so it just goes completely wild and fires a bunch of energy into the cannon, which shoots a couple blasts at the Garak Fortress. But yeah, yeah, they,
0: they didn't they... seem to have the best plan on how to do all that. And yeah. and,
1: and honestly, the count and uh, Zandrac were kind of similar because they were saying, <sighs> "Oh, we're we I'm I'm gonna save my people. I'm gonna stop this uh, this other evil race." But really, they were trying to get hold of the Outsiders' powers for totally selfish reasons.
2: Yeah, hmm. yeah everybody. Curious. I'm curious. Did Zandrac ever mention his people, or just that humans were fell? Uh, no, um, he mentions it there right? better. that
1: they're better. When he's talking uh, yeah. to, uh, um, oh, uh, to the red and blue sword twin guys, he is yeah. definitely telling them that he's doing this for the Garak.
0: Yeah, and they, there's mentions of, like, the Garak would not do that. The Garak would be better, the Garak won't lead the world in destruction. But, like, no, but no, he wants would. to become a god. <laughs> yeah, and then it switches to- I think as he gets more and more corrupted, it switches to, I'm going to be a god.
3: Well, when you- actually, what, the last time you fight him, before he like turns on his superpowers he uh he says that like i have you have no idea what it's like to have millions of people going on yeah and Zale's basically like that's bullcrap i've seen how you treat your people and he basically had no comeback if i remember correctly or he's like you don't get it or something but it was pretty weak like at that point what, just, what are you saying, Marcos? You don't think he has a strong connection to Garak people?
2: Well, all I know is I killed him mercilessly, uh, <laughs> so his people won't need him. Uh, he didn't even look like a Garak to
0: me.
3: You know what, he reminds tall. me a little bit of um, Magus from Chrono Trigger, like the way he led the Mystic Race, which was, like came out of nowhere, just became a super cool general, turned it into a military state, and... Like super charismatic, and but didn't really care about the race.
0: I'm sticking with it. It'd have been really cool if he you joined your team.
1: You, you know what? <laughs> Speaking of Chrono Trigger, the Outsider really reminds me of Labos, because it's this yeah. it's oh, this yeah. it's this extraterrestrial yeah. thing that lands and uh, generate and and like drains the planet's energy. And some people like like the Kingdom of Zeal and Chrono Trigger, and both of the major kingdoms in the last story both try to draw energy from it, but it ends up. Not work. It ends up killing the planet in a way. It's mm. and, and uh, I mean, it's not. That's a very strong analogy. In Chrono Trigger, they don't try to cut Lavos in half and then unite them back together. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Lavos isn't that,
3: like a tragic figure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That Lavos is...
2: was just evil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Outsider, I think, was just wasn't like a a, a didn't it like great planets but at least. Yeah. A,
0: so it was a, was world, a world seed.
2: Yeah, it
0: goes yeah. around creating life. But in the process it also has to suck up energy and then part of the ritual that was to bring it to earth and to trap it, it took all of that energy and corrupted it, and then in the process it continued to suck energy. So it no longer created life, it only took like because it needed extra power to do what it was meant
3: yeah, to do. So uh, the old Argonon guy cut it in half to try to diminish its power and not kill the entire planet right away?
0: Yep. Yeah. And then that also, it worked, but it also backfired because then it was drawing more energy. The attempt to come back to each other
3: that's really kind of sad like it made me kind of sad when he was just hacking away at that thing oh no when you see the core in the garag base <laughs> it's, it's just, just like, sad it so <laughs> fluffy, yeah because it,
1: yeah, it's just been it's basically been tortured into powering that fortress so uh, i mean the uh i mean i think they say it pretty explicitly the uh the lazulus Half of the Outsider is lonely because it has just been locked up in that vault forever, but the uh, the the Garak half of the Outsider is just furious because it's been constantly tortured to, to power their base. It's mm. it's it's weird. I mean, it's it's totally the opposite of Lavo's. Lav- Lavo's is is totally evil in Chrono Trigger and is harvesting the Earth to destroy it. While the Outsider is a tragic figure that is trying to. I suck up the energy of the world to be the seed of another world. Eventually, I think, maybe. Well, and the kind thing of, is, yeah. like, yeah. it was
2: even it didn't even come on its own will, wasn't it summoned nope. by yeah. like the Argon, like bloodline? Yeah, it's never Christ. supposed to actually land on a planet. It's supposed to yeah. just travel in space,
1: and then eventually become the seed for a new planet,
3: right? Yes. So it's like the exact opposite of Lavos, who was just a world destroyer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it's, it's sort of weird how the. Yeah. The the sort of the other world the uh not otherworldly, well, I guess otherworldly. The sort of supernatural ener- energy source that's the crux to the power struggle of the game is a tragic figure in itself. It's Yeah. It, it's that's a really interesting angle to take on it because I mean we I mean all four of us have played dozens of RPGs with crazy made-up magic and energy systems and all kinds of silly stuff that the villains are fighting over, but this was this was an interesting take on it.
0: There's a lot of interesting stuff with that. So there's whole, that whole thing. And the other the oh, other yeah. aspect I found super interesting was the whole hierarchy and how they play with that and morals and what makes a better person. Because you look at all this, you have all these knights, you have all these royalty, and uh, then you look at it and it's like, well, all these people are terrible people. And you have a traditionally bloodthirsty maniacs that are mercenaries, and they're living by a higher code.
1: Now that's actually one aspect where I do agree with you, Josh. Where this game is a little bit like Final Fantasy Tactics, because it shows how you know the knights and nobility should be held to this high standard, but a lot of them are just doing ho- are just horrible. That are you know uh, that are just power mad and and awful to the lower class. And you have the uh, the guys that are like the best knights and also still part of the m- m- nobility, like. Um, like Astar uh, and Orlando, who end up because they're because they're good people in sort of a, but not as but not as power hungry as the other nobles, end up you know falling from grace because of their because of their ideals. It's. I'm
0: well, like I'm happy that you agree with me that it's just like Final Fantasy Tactics.
1: I didn't say that.
3: <laughs> I think well, <laughs> just that parallel with the way Dagrin like strives for, like, that. the solution to him is to become nobility. Whereas Zale just wants to do the right thing, make the world a better place, and altruism.
1: And that's where it's not like Final Fantasy Tactics at all. Because I'm surprised we haven't even really broken down Dagrin yet. But uh, this, uh, for the last episode, I I forget who it was, was one of you three asked me um, how I thought the story was going to play out. And I had this convoluted thing where the count was gonna be the final boss or the second to last boss, and the outsider was gonna be like the the power that gave gave him the power and uh, and that Zangarak was a red herring, and that Don Gant Ronpo would sacrifice himself to save Zale. That ended up being totally wrong, of course.
3: I
0: called him being bad.
1: Yeah, you did, and I was I was surprised by that because I didn't think there was any teaser for it.
3: I mean but... he straight up draws his sword on you and like tells you that he's gonna have to fight you
1: well that's well, that was after we recorded
0: though
3: yeah <laughs> I but think though the,
1: that's where and, and dude after that scene he basically disappears for like 10 chapters
2: he like does. uh I think he, he first uh mega bad thing he does is uh get uh Geralt, like locked up from, make, from just producing a fake um like agreement with the, the uh, Garak. That's awesome. And, he was, and like Zael, like te- Zael tells him like uh, that wasn't right or whatever. And he's and he just like looks at him and he's like nah.
3: He says something like it's better this way.
1: Uh, I I don't know maybe I I, I, I thought that Dagran was a cool final boss for some reasons, but ultimately I didn't think that twist was really earned. Um, because when you when there's a really good twist or a a character makes a betrayal uh it makes you first of all it it comes as a surprise but also makes you re-examine all of that character's actions earlier in the game and or in the yeah. book or whatever kind of uh story you're reading or you're looking at and for dagrin i i didn't it didn't really work for me i like i i didn't believe that he had been playing all of them from the beginning it, that's that didn't jive with me at all
0: see i didn't have a problem with it it's so for me the initial tipping point was as soon as you get locked in prison and he's not locked up with you and he goes and talks the count for like three days yeah it was like there's so much more to him than anything we've ever begun to understand
3: yeah and I know I brought up before that scene where he chases after his anger and you just find him like laying peacefully on the ground yeah. like what, what was did he try to like were those real correct documents that he just made in jor name
1: uh, probably. I mean, if if he uh, if he really was dealing with the Grac then he probably could have obtained those documents. I mean, it it makes sense. But his whole spiel right before you fight him on uh, how he had been using them as uh, as tools from the beginning, and it was all just a plan to uh, to kill General Astar or what? I can't remember his name. I'm just terrible with names today. Oh, no, that's right. Okay. Oh, you got enough. it right. Okay sure okay because i think we've called him like three different words this podcast general, no, no, there. I, but, general
3: all right. Astaroth.
1: general Astaroth, okay <laughs> sure um like basically framing it as a revenge story and uh wanting the outsider's power it's like i, I find it hard to believe that he knew all of that from the very beginning but uh but on the other side, I thought it was really cool that they had one of the core six characters. I'm not, I guess, not counting Kalista because it's really the uh, the six uh, band, the band mercenaries. of mercenaries. Yeah, <laughs> having one of those six mercenaries be the ultimate villain was really interesting because, as we've talked uh, b- before on this podcast, this is sort of an intimate RPG where yeah. you're really with the same group of characters a lot, and there's a really cool vibe and dynamic between the different characters. And the dialogue's really good. And you really get the idea that it's almost like Fast and Furious. How it's these, this family of, of uh, people working working together. And But to have one of them be the ultimate traitor really seems personal. Especially since it's the guy that's basically the father figure or the older brother figure.
0: Yeah. So you kind of miss that by not finishing the game. Um, they have a long discussion. They actually make a uh, gravestone. Uh, dagren. and while they're walking over there, there's large conversations about did he actually mean that when he said he was using us and kind of the agreement was we kind of did him wrong by not finding out what was going on with him we always just left everything in his lap left all this responsibility and whatnot but I kind of took it as there's agreement at the end that the, he didn't mean what he said when he was saying I've used you I think he used it as an opportunistic time to be able to try to further himself, and in a small extension, also the group with him. But, but I don't think that the phrase when he was saying "I I was using you," I think he was already under the influence of uh, the outsider, and
2: that was skewing his words. But um, I think there's. I'm curious there's, though. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Davey. No, you're fine. No, I was just going to say, like, doesn't he, like, actually receive the power of the Outsider, like, through, uh, Gra- uh Zangarack's arm?
0: Yeah, it's a total middle Gear yeah, Solid just, moment. Yeah, like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's why I was a little confused, like, I understand, like, maybe he does have his pent-up, uh, vengeance against the knights, like, was it the knights that killed his family, or, like, yeah, Ashtar, Northard? Ashtar led yeah, the yeah, knights, yeah, yeah.
0: and they killed his family and his, oh.
2: So, like, that, that one was confusing to me, like, uh, like, uh, like just him wanting revenge when he already received his revenge and, like, continuing onward with that. um Maybe he was also – I'm just curious that he was probably more upset at Zale for not accepting the knighthood when he did all, like, everything of that for him. Yeah, I don't blame it's, him. I'd be pissed too. Yeah, it's like you literally work, like, uh just the bend over backwards for this kid and, then, and like, he says no to the knighthood. And, and he snubs you. Yeah, it's like, literally their whole lives, like, what did they meet when they were kids? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then, like, up to that point, and he says, nah, I don't want it.
1: Well, that's all.
0: I mean, that's all he did was make sure that this dream could happen.
1: But looking back on it, it's totally different circumstances, because we know at that point, at the time where Zale rejects the knighthood, Zale had discovered that... The Count's plan is to, you know, um, win this war and at the expense of the planet. But at that point, Dacron had already been working with the Garak, already had his revenge plan in motion, and and wanted them to become knights so they could, you know, so they could move on up and have his plan continue along. And and, uh, And he viewed Zales failing to comply as a betrayal. Both, yeah. uh, both, like to the company and to his own selfish plan. So, it's it, it's weird. Like at at one at one level, it makes sense, even though you don't know Dagren's full story yet at that point. But uh, also, that almost is the turning point where Dagren stops seeing Zale as sort of a pawn and sees him more of an obstacle. Yeah. Or, but maybe uh, he never saw him as a pawn. Maybe. He really liked him as a friend. I don't know. I sh- I should probably finish the game. I'll finish it this week sometime after I get after I you know get all the salt out of my mouth from that from losing so badly <laughs> against the boss.
0: Um, well, I I'm think... very excited for episode four. Four then.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean <laughs> that thing that's not gonna happen?
3: Yeah, I think uh I think it's cool because there's two ways to kind of look at it. Like you can be generous and you can kind of try to give him the benefit of the doubt at every one of those spots along the way because all the manipulation he did is kind of just uh, suggested like you never really get any hard evidence of him doing anything against the core group it's just like all really heavily implied and it all makes a lot more sense than not
0: and so to do a whole does the end justify the means or the means justify the end in this case he took really good care of them yeah, like you and can I still think, say he has terrible ulterior motives. He took really good care of them,
3: and he's also like, he's got to be deeply psychological affected. Psychologically affected. Like I think the moral of his character is kind of like, this is a person who was like kind of broken and used by war, and like lost his family and had to raise himself, and then took on all these other kids and pretended he knew how to raise them. Like that's really kind of tragic in its own way but like his and, way out of that like it resembles the lead a, a lot
0: and, and even when they became adults and i put that in heavy quotation marks most of them still didn't act like adults none of them took care of anything he was still in charge of everything yeah that's true um and i so yeah i can't imagine the stress i can't imagine it's, any of that and you well, have that deep-seated like emotional scars still from when he was a kid.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, like by all appearances, he's a good boss that is done well by those employees, and is sort of the father figure and the older brother figure, like I like I mentioned. But which made that whole oh I've been using you since the beginning. I, this whole thing has been a revenge plan from the start. That made all of that harder to swallow for.
3: I think it's just, like, how you choose to see it. Because, like, like I said, like, it's never really shown to you. You can, like, believe that he had the right intentions, or you could believe that through whatever scars he had, he became some kind of horrible manipulative sociopath. And the whole time, like, he knew he needed a group of mercenaries to make a name for himself so he could become a noble and get power and live the life he wanted. See, I
0: fall directly in the middle of between those two extremes with how I think he was.
2: I I don't know, for myself, like, I kind of, like the banter they have, like, while, uh, they're, they're walking or just, uh, just being stationary, um, like, it, it just paints staggering, not as, like, some kind of, like, person who, uh, started off with, like, the idea wanted to use them. I think he just said that he wanted to use them because he was just upset, uh, from being betrayed by Zale. Especially, like, um, the, like, the very light-hearted, light-hearted stuff where, uh, I don't know who he was speaking to, um, I don't know if Seren, or York but, like, talking about Morani like, taking her out to eat. And her just stuffing her face, and like him, yeah. like just saying like, "Oh, how that, that was a big mistake." And it's like that's that was like one of those endearing moments, uh, or like just like really like lighthearted. I was like, "Yeah, I don't think he uh, said that like that he had that all planned out. He just said that because he was upset and uh, betrayed yeah. uh, uh, from like all the hard work he did uh, as like both a father figure, an older brother, and probably as well as like a." Just a person that you can trust or yeah. confident uh, in that regards. So that's how I feel uh, with uh, Daegren.
3: And I can totally see that, too. I just think it's awesome that like different people can finish that game and have a totally different perspective on Dagren.
0: Yeah, and I, I think to cap this conversation of Daggerin off, we have to talk about his quote-unquote apology at the end. All right. Sorry, and I you didn't uh, see it.
1: Well, um, here, uh, can I ask one question first, and and then I'll I'll uh, leave the cast briefly, to, so you can talk about that. Um, did he know about the Outsider before the game, before the events of the game began?
0: <sighs> Questionable. I would
2: say no.
1: Because he um, al- he always had this revenge plan, but we don't know how long the Outsider had been part of that revenge, role, right?
2: To my understanding, I think he knew about the Ice Outsider, and that's why he brought them to Lazul Island. Oh. Uh, okay. That, I that's that. what I, I, I feel like like that was said somewhere along the lines or that was uh, implied or like that's why we were in that region because that island is like a uh, right attached to or just next to like the Empire and we never get to go anywhere near that. It's yeah. all on that island. Yeah, it's and... like it's like the gateway
1: to the to the empire or something.
0: That's that's a small caveat of all of this. Everybody keeps talking about taking over the world. Two like hodunk islands were fighting it out. Like, there was a whole world they had to go and fight after this. And yeah, they right. were like, oh, if we can beat these little, like, island people, we'll take over the world. I'm like, I don't think it works that way. Yeah,
1: that would be like a nation trying to conquer the United States, uh, and then stopping at Hawaii. They're like, alright, guys, we took over Hawaii. Now that there's these <laughs> other 49 states that we don't really know about, but we got Hawaii! Except that yeah. he actually fights them off this, and has a treaty with them.
0: Yeah, so it, it's one of those like Good story. <laughs> it, it's hard because you get you wrapped you get wrapped into like this is like a world epic fight, and it's like no, these are two really small groups of people. There's a big world out there.
1: Well, it's yeah. unclear yeah. how many Garak there are, but uh, but Lazarus, okay. Lazarus Island is definitely just like the edge of the Empire. So,
2: again, like I'm not really sure like where I heard from that. I know that General a- uh, Astar or whichever whatever. Um, he comes to Lazarus island um, to search uh, about. the uh, I don't know if he knew it was at the time uh, as the outsider, or just as a deep secret, because he was in there, there under investigation. Uh, even uh, you catch Marania talking to him about it mm-hmm. like uh, that oh, in the hallway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he was there on the investigation with um, Therius
1: oh. Okay, well I'll uh, I'll get off the podcast for a few minutes so you guys can talk about some events of the epilogue and the
0: okay so now that mike's gone we can talk about the good stuff <laughs> um what did you guys think of Dagger's apology is that him actually apologizing by resurrecting low
3: um i think go Oh, go ahead
0: no go ahead dude. <laughs> you two always talk over each other
3: okay i'm going um i think it's another one of those things that i think they were trying to really be thought-provoking with it because it could be read as an apology and like or it could be read as altruism doing the right thing or doing something good for someone who he knows in his heart as a friend or it could be read as like well i lost anyway i might as well do this since i'm boned either way
2: like for myself i think it was a, i think it was a genuine ap- apology um, just like bringing them back to life um, whether or not that's, like, him doing it or, like, the outsider, um, through, like, Daggerin's, uh, strong feelings for it happening. I, I don't know any of that. That, uh, friendship is love kind of deal. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think his apology was, like, heartfelt because, you know what, he, he just lost his cool. That's how I say he lost his cool. And that's, yeah. I,
0: I, I still stick with that. He had a lot of plans, he had a lot of emotions wrapped onto this. He felt like he was betrayed multiple times. I think he also yeah. felt like he was probably taken advantage of. And that appreciated appreciated when he actually pulled off everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you combine all that into, I think there is some sort of degenerative quality of being around the outsider for everybody but Zale. I think you wrap all that into one, and I think he was just crazy by the end of the game. Um, and he has this moment of clarity after he loses that like couple words that he says to Zale after he loses that fight. And I think he does truly feel sorry. I think these, this was a group that he really did care about. It was his family. And I think with whatever last ditch effort he had or being able to call to the outside or whatever combination of, however, that entity of those two work together, I think it was
2: him trying. Yeah. I can
3: see mm. that uh, going that way as well. It's, I think that's probably what they wanted to go for, but I just just really wanted to emphasize like how much I respect this game for like leaving a little bit to your imagination.
0: Which is funny because other times they say the same thing like seven times. <laughs> they like repeat yeah. it over and over again, so you know, like yes, we're gonna go here. This is what happens. Yes, I understand fake Morgan <laughs> Freeman voice. I, I know what's going on.
3: <laughs> is that? <laughs> Is that how you perceive that voice?
0: Yes, it's a fake, more Freeman voice. <laughs> um, and then then they have the, some of these ending things, ending plot lines. And it is very ambiguous. Um, and th- that's where the story and the storytelling becomes tremendous. They do a really good job with all of that. I agree.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. So is it okay for us to bring Mike back?
2: I think so. Yeah. Bring him back on. Yeah, we can hear his Bring terrible
3: So can I ask you guys, um <laughs> did you guys get a chance to check out the arena?
0: No. I didn't Wait, even know what? the arena existed.
2: Oh, so oh the, the arena. Um I never pl- I didn't play it in this playthrough, but on uh, my first playthrough years ago. Um I did play it in uh yeah, that that arena, I think when uh night become no knight, when night becomes a Zale. When Zale becomes a knight, <laughs> uh, it's very humorous.
3: Um. Well, not just that. Like, it's super fun fights. Like, that's when I was enjoying the combat system the most. I think is getting to those fights, freaking bouncing to and from cover, doing slashes like in the middle of hallways and stuff. Like, it, it, I just was getting my groove on in the arena for a while.
0: Yeah, I didn't find out about it until, until too late. And like Mike, I was on chapter thirty three, thirty four, something uh, like that, starting this morning. So I powered through all of it today, yeah, and I, was I didn't on find chapter
1: out twenty. I think 28 or 29, I, I don't
0: remember exactly. Yeah, so it was at least a couple chapters out of you. Um, but yeah, that was like, I have to get through this. Like, I don't have time for distractions. And when I found out about it, I was like, oh, that would have probably been kind of nice.
1: Right, no, I, I did one match in the arena. It's like, oh, this could be cool, but I have a lot of game to play, and <laughs> I, have to, I have to go through this opening cutscene every time I do an arena fight, so no thanks.
0: I, I think the arena, what I guess arena is like I picture it as a horde mode almost for Gears of War and that just makes me sad that there's not a player for that or, there, or at least not anymore I'm not sure if that's what it was before
3: Um, I think it like I said I think it was just like a versus arena mode when it existed because
0: yeah, Cause yeah that, that would be fun um,
3: maybe did you guys like it when they had you play like Lowell or uh, Yurik no <laughs>
1: well, I, I sort of liked the Yurik stages um, because yeah. it, was, it was more, uh, I mean, controlling a mage in this game is way different than Zale since you have yeah. to use, uh, I mean, you have to, you know, do get used to charge timing for spells and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that those Uric stages were fun. I mean, it helped that I had equipment on him that cut his casting time by a lot because otherwise I probably would have had a lot yeah. less fun. But, uh, yeah, no, I like, I didn't like the level stages as much, um, even though I like Laurel and Serena's characters a lot, but, yeah, no, the Yurik stuff was interesting.
3: Hmm. And I think uh, it kind of, sorry, okay. go ahead. No, no. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I, it kind of makes me wish this was, like, a different game. Like, a game where you got to, like, make a party and you could switch between characters in this real-time combat system and they yeah. all different, like, uh. A different charge move and a different slash move and that kind of stuff
0: if it was dragon age origins with how it handled that it'd be fantastic where i could switch i could i could make my team a four i could make my team of five six whatever it is but then i could on the fly either pause it and give commands without having to have my meter up to a certain amount or i could just say i'm not playing as zale or dagren i'm playing as Yurik this time or i'm playing as yeah. lisa and everybody else would still do their thing, or I could still from that point make commands for everybody else. But the, the command system, so, uh, it's so annoying because you have to wait for it to charge up to use it. If you choose that you don't need it, then you still lose it. And then you have to go through and give a command for everybody. And it's like, you can I mean, you can skip it, but it's like, this is my only shot to give them commands. So you feel almost obligated to do it. I, I, I really did not like how that was integrated.
3: Hey. Never really had a problem with it. Like, I don't think it's great, but it's fine. Like, you'd, I'm so used to, like, waiting for that stock to charge. And, like, it kind of makes a cool tactical element to be, like, okay, I'm going to go chill in this healing circle for a minute until my bar charges up a little bit. Or I'm going to, like, save that 25 instead of using Gale to do that uh, guardian circle, whatever they're called, the uh, Cleista spell. Deflect.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's alright. Not a fan. <laughs> I can understand that, though. But I, I don't know. I, I more so got wrapped up into there's some other stuff I wish they would have done, and it just.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: And once that happened, there was no way it could ever be good,
3: almost. I, I wonder what the development. Like, I know I said this last time, but I wonder what the development of this game is like. Because it came out. Uh, I don't know when it came out in Japan. Never mind. I was going to say it came out really late in the Wii life cycle, but that's just, we got it super late. Yeah, we got it super
1: late. Yeah. It took it, forever. I wouldn't be surprised if this was sort of an FF12 situation where uh, it was the plan was more ambitious than the final product and they had to rush a little bit and not include as much stuff as they wanted in the final product because it seemed like it seemed like they cr- they could have had more things to do in the Laszlis Castle Town and sure. uh, and like th- the last third of the game i mentioned before that it was a roller coaster ride it was basically just tunnel vision corridor corridor all the way to the end yeah. i think i bet that there was they could have planned to have that you know get, put a pause in there or some other side activity to do in there like i i would not be surprised if this uh title was originally supposed to have more things in it and then time or money forced them to compromise
3: I guess being ambitious is good though oh
0: yeah yeah and, and ambitious is what got it on everybody's radar there, I mean there's so many crazy things they do I mean there's a stealth sequence which i hate but it was interesting <laughs> yeah. and then there's, there's just there, moments... there's shooting
1: gallery sections
0: yeah, yeah. and then there, yeah and then it goes into a shooter and i'm like what is
1: why I mean
0: the second to last boss i was shooting bananas at him
2: <laughs> that was how I
0: won. I mean, that that's insane. Like you think about that. That that doesn't happen in these types of games.
3: Right.
0: And we've already touched on all the things like the Ge- Gears of War kind of style, like the, the creative storyline, the voices. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, there's so much that's so different. We talked about the MMO battles. It is, is a fresh game. It is a fresh take on this like the genre as a whole. And some of those things make the game great. And some of them were okay, and some were bad, but at the very least, they went out there and they tried. They, they did something that was refreshing.
3: So, is this a uh, bring Mistwalker up in your books at all?
0: No. <laughs> so, the, the this is almost most this is almost worse. So, like, Blue Dragon, there was a lot of, I had a lot of excitement for that, and it just kind of petered out. But It was still, eh. Lost, honestly, I didn't really like Lost last Odyssey from the beginning so when things started bothering me I was like well this game was kind of already shot for oh. um, I would actually be super interested to write a review for the last story um, I I honestly have no clue how I'd review this because you I, I, it all day to day like oh here's Josh again gonna come out and just be a jerk bash this game and then I'd remember little things or right? I'd see something while I was playing through today and there's a lot of good things here There's a lot of things that i really like and so combine that though there's a lot of things i absolutely just hate <laughs> hate 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 like and so it, it's almost those two extremes so i guess it kind of comes out to this average game but for Miss walker it makes it so there was so much there that i really liked that it could have been something amazing for me it almost makes me hate the more because they screwed it up at the end
1: yeah in a way i think that the last story is A little bit less than the sum of its parts, because it has a lot of cool parts. Like like, we love the characters, we love the music. The uh, there's a lot of ideas that are really cool in the gameplay and story, but uh, but ultimately, like looking. I haven't finished it yet, so take that with a grain of salt, because I was so salty about that boss fight. (laughs) But like, I don't look at the whole package as fondly as I as I look at you know. The, my two or three favorite songs in the game for example or the char- or the character of the characters of siren and Lowell I like I, I like the banter between those characters more than the game itself in a way which sounds ridiculous but yeah th- there's a lot of cool parts to the last story and and it's definitely a flawed game but I, I think I don't love it as much as I love the best parts of it
0: yeah. for me it's a game of broken promises. Eh, yeah, I can oh,
1: that's, see That's that's just
0: sad. Yeah, it is cuz there there's there there's there, a there's a lot there. It's also
3: so unique and like so like I was going to say totally fine.
0: Yeah, it, it is unique and the, and it'd be very easy I think to say, "Hey, let's, let's give this a pass." Um because it's so unique. It did so, so many innovative things. And I do think if they ever made the last story 2, yeah, that would have been awesome. I think they could have gotten yeah. everything to tie together really well. But at the same point, I think they almost would have to use, use new characters. So then it's like, well,
3: one hundred percent.
0: Part of the reason I like but this game is the characters. So
3: they could make other characters that good. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah they,
1: sure. yeah, they could. It's just, I mean, yeah. I thought the character interactions were one of the better parts of the game. Yeah. So it's,
0: it's a. I, I I'm kind of terrified to write up my final thoughts uh, yeah. for this because I have no idea which direction I'm gonna go with it. Uh, this might be one of those like, hey, I always feel like I write uh, a lot for those. It starts yeah. off like, oh, i to write two sentences, and it's like, oh, five paragraphs later, and I feel like this can mm-hmm. be like, hey, here's here's a, my three-page essay.
3: Okay, imagine I'm like twenty years just buddies, like a JRPG guy maybe, or an RPG guy in general. I go go up to you and say, "Hey, is the last story an experience worth having?" No. Wow, really?
1: I would I would say try it, and if you like the be- if you like the beginning, then go th- then go through with it. But but uh, don't like you know don't set aside schedule. Don't set aside parts of your schedule in advance.
0: So RPGs are a special <laughs> thing to me, but it's 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 such a more of a time investment. So We keep using Gears of War as an example. <laughs> um. If you came to me you're like, oh, should I try out Gears of War? Like da, da 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 da, and it's like, well, you can get through that game in six hours. It, well, so it's it's one of those things like you can get the full Gears of War experience at least single player and you can play it. This is something even it's a twenty to twenty five hour game. And also, yeah, most you. people have to buy a Wii or at least find where their Wii is because they certainly don't have that plugged in anymore.
1: Well, technically more people own Wii's than 360s or PS3s, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't factor that into the equation. But I mean, I think that the game has a really strong first mission that really that, uh, that does a pretty good job of introducing what the combat's like and what the look of the game is like. So I would like recommend it. Yeah, um like you can borrow the game from me and play the first mission and if you don't think it's good, if if you don't think that is really your jam, then just then then call it a day Mm -hmm. but if you if that if that first mission intrigues you then yeah go ahead and try the whole thing
3: i think it's all in all a pretty smooth ride like once you get going man like you you can kind of just ride the roller coaster and like have a good time with it
1: not to
0: use a phrase that i used already for a different retro encounter but this would be a hella good (laughs) movie oh so like i want trails with that too like i can't stand playing trails and for people that don't know Trails in the Sky, um, but they had a really, they did a really interesting storytelling. There's some really cool characters. It'd be cool to see how that all turned out, but I just can't, I can't stand how that game plays. And I, I'm not that I'm much more positive on the last story than Trails in the Sky. Um, but it's one of those things like, I feel like if there was another medium to experience everything in, I don't think you'd lose anything that the last story
3: does. Mm -hmm. No, I disagree, because I think there are things about the last story that are more successful because it's an interactive medium. Things like actually using the outsider all the time, like, um, I don't know, there's, like, a lot of military combat and violence, like, I think that's better to participate in than to just watch, but I don't like movies anyway, so.
0: Yeah, you're not a good
3: personal yeah,
1: way I, I. I, I think the combat ideas that it has are really interesting and if you and if uh, if i was trying to recommend this game to someone that likes rpgs but hasn't played this one before i i probably would say at least try it um, but but i think it also is important that it's in that it's a game and not a uh, and not something ser- like a serialized tv show or a movie because the stuff that it does yeah. with combat and the way that you explore these environments, I think, are important to the experience. And you wouldn't get the the feeling of traveling with the group and getting to know them in the same way than if it was a movie or a or a TV show. Yeah, that's I agree that's that's
3: totally. Fair.
1: That's
3: true. Did you guys see freaking Pandora's Towers going to the Wii U eShop? We already did.
1: No, yeah, I did see that. Um, I actually. Hey don't own that game uh it, it, of the three rainfall operation rainfall titles it was the one that interested me the least but that, it's that's a that... oh <laughs> oh really okay yeah yeah i might have to look into this now
3: it's a 3d castlevania game i think
0: it's on our list to possibly play on yeah oh, it is point.
1: okay in in fairness that list is like 60 games
0: but... no ga- that 24. list is about 100 <laughs> okay but it's still crazy like,
1: that they're emulating Wii games for the new system. That's, that's
3: awesome. Yeah,
0: that's because yeah, the Wii U I, is exactly the same thing as a Wii, basically. <laughs> wow. I
3: just wonder it, if the it has
1: HD the, chips in
3: it.
0: The last story on the Wii U, like,
3: so it has dolphin it like,
0: in it. Is that what? Sorry, Davey. <laughs>
3: it's, it's literally <laughs> emulating the hardware. I think. Uh, gosh, they get josh. <laughs>
1: If it was no, maybe if, The Last Story HD with less blur and less busy effects, then maybe. I was just
3: going to say, a digital copy for 10 to 20 bucks. Like, I think that's totally recommendable.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: And that's the other thing is, for your original question about whether or not it's recommendable, I think uh, Mike answered it better because he was like, hey, here, take my copy. Yeah. But if awesome. if it's one of those things like, hey, you have to buy this, and it's like, "Ah, eh, well, maybe. Um, and the other thing is... We talked about this on the first podcast. If somebody had not played an RPG before, I think I'd be more willing to say, here, take
3: this. Oh, that's an
0: interesting perspective. Oh, yeah. You think
1: think this is a good, like, baby's first RPG?
0: Yes, I really do. I I, think it splits the lines between action and RPG enough that I think it would be a good first RPG.
1: I totally disagree. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't agree with that either. (laughs) um like because just just things we were saying earlier in this conversation the combat while interesting has some weird parts to it and sometimes things like the camera and the controls aren't are getting in your way a little bit so and while it's an interesting action rpg hybrid um i I don't think it's a good first rpg for someone because it, it it, like it's some of the stuff in it is a little difficult to grasp even for rpg veterans So I would try and find an RPG that was still maybe a little brief and a little bit, and and with a good story and characters, but maybe had just more uh, controls that are easier to get used to.
0: That's fair. I don't know, I feel like if, like, my bro who always played Gears of War uh, wanted to play it, he would understand enough of getting into cover. Um, hey, let
3: me get one of them dumb fantasy games for yeah, you, Josh.
0: I don't know. Like, I, I feel man, like where are the a- chainsaws
1: <laughs> in this game?
0: He, he'd wonder why I, he had to play in a crappy uh, Wii controller. But <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I feel I I really feel like there's enough there that it'd be a really easy introduction to the series. And it's sl- I- it starts so slowly. Like where we were complaining, it was so easy. There was no grinding, there was none of that, there was very segmented, there was chapters, there was easy landmarks to go. Whereas like if you opened up into this massive world, and you had to wander around doing all these side quests and whatnot, they could skip all that, they could streamline through this, they could have a concise story. They could have easy segments like they normally would in like a shooter, for example.
3: Um, I think the perfect demographic for the last story is someone who grew up on a bunch of SNES RPGs, and then totally dropped off the RPG plane and like maybe plays Morrowind or Elder Scrolls games rather. And then like, hey man, what's a good JRPG nowadays? Hey, you should check out the Last Story. <laughs>
2: You're that's really a, solid there, man. That's an yeah. ultra specific
1: example that might apply in some <laughs> specific ways, but I I still don't think this is a good first JRPG for anyone.
3: No, I think that's no, right. that would be Mario RPG.
2: Yeah, David, who's paying you to say that? Oh, the,
3: the, <laughs> you know, I
2: see the first best,
0: the best first. <laughs> damn. The best first RPG for anybody is Pokemon.
3: Mario RPG.
0: Yeah, we can have this argument later. Maybe, <laughs> okay. this, maybe this is part of our Christmas argument.
3: <laughs> did, you, did you get any tweets from, from any Lost Odyssey lovers?
0: No, I am not. That's because there aren't any. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's just not that's, a thing, Davey.
3: That's a blatant lie, dude. I would if ah, uh, but <laughs> the opening cutscene of the game blew my mind the first time I saw it.
2: Meh. Really? I forgot eh. what happened. Was it like a oh. big war? <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's like a big full scale war, but it's like a Final Fantasy guys, and there's meteor is being cast like at that
0: event.
3: Cool, let's
0: this.
2: do this catapults. Yeah, yeah, I need to replay this game. Yeah.
3: It's
0: well, Davey wants to do it on one of these, so he can have me infuriate the
1: entire internet.
3: <laughs> Dude, I would. J- I just want to convince you that it's not bad. I'd like to it's get okay in on that It's okay if you podcast. don't like it
1: cuz i i've never it's played it i'm not even i don't even know what it's about so i I, yeah, I i would almost be interested to be on that cast as like the control
3: group yeah. that's a good idea but oh. man i just want to convince you that it's not bad like it's okay if you don't like it man all but, right dude, so well, let's
0: just do a run of things here
3: yeah let's played, run it
0: we played trails which i hated yeah we played
1: And I feel bad about that because I really like Trails. And the reason I didn't volunteer to be on that podcast was because I had already played Trails earlier this year for a second time.
0: Game two, Final Fantasy X, which I actually like. I kind (laughs) of, at large portions, bashed that game. And I like that game. We move on to Final Fantasy Tactics, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Listen to that second podcast for that one. I rip into that
3: game. Hey, you basically we just said, love being negative oh, on podcasts. I basically, I basically spend I oh, don't know twelve hours a day grinding in FF tactics and not playing the game, so it's kind of boring.
0: Well, somebody said that we should try to get a dark knight, so I was like, sure, I'll get two. What? Why?
3: So,
2: <laughs> what? So, what you're trying to say is, when someone uh, offers a challenge, you must rise to the yes. occasion and conquer it.
3: You, you, you admitted you're in fool, episode two that that was a mistake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, so, even, and now we come to this game, which I kind come out to this being like a 6.5 or a 7. Oh, boy. So, do you really want to put me on you know Lost what, Odyssey? You know what?
3: To be fair, to be fair, I think as much as I like this game, I, I think I would have to give it like a 7.5. I, I,
0: I think just... at the end of the day, I'd do a 7.
2: I, yeah. I'd give it a 7 as well. I'm... Don't screw mm. this up for us, Mike. <laughs> Ten. I Care pressure,
0: man.
1: I don't know. I'd like, I, I think I'm leaning seven because that, like, yes. think, um g- going by you know a American school grading scale. That's basically a C or a, or a C. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I,
1: I think that's it's... fair.
0: It did good enough to not have to be held back a year.
3: Yeah, I'm thinking it was So I we, we all more or less fall in the same place on it, and that's, I would say, a majority of that is its great story and oh, character. Oh, yeah. I, I will story, say,
1: if I really like the epilogue, and uh, and maybe like one of the, or two of the missions in it as well, I could be talked into a 7.5. But right now it's definitely a 7, or maybe even a little less than a 7 for me.
3: You, you'll get some good feels. Yeah, it actually
0: does a good job wrapping it up.
1: See, all right, okay.
0: Especially I... if you do that, uh, the wedding.
1: All right. Before I write <laughs> my, before I do my final thoughts, right up, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get to the very end. So in the next few.
0: Oh, I'll do that. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's good to always finish the game when you promise that you're gonna beat it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so this, so this is a brand new. That's a brand new feeling for you, isn't it, Josh?
0: I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've, 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 it's the second one I've beaten.
3: <laughs> wow! so Terra Nigma no, is like 16 I, hours long i think we're all gonna make it
0: so yeah it's uh tv and i are on the, that podcast if i remember correctly yes. correct so since we're wrapping up i think that's a really good way uh place to actually stop with the last story uh marcos and mike do you have anything you want to say about terranigma since you will not be on the next podcast
1: right i have played Terra terranigma but i uh i stopped i gave i stopped at a difficult part around the two-thirds mark it's a really really interesting game and i can't wait to hear you talk about the probably in the second or third episode about sort of what Franklin. Uh, well yeah all of that and basically what what arc <laughs> is doing like what is the yeah. what what is his end game like what is the actual point to his quest because i'm i'm not sure what the answer to that is and it it, it, it takes a very sort of macro look at at, at what the, at the hero's quest. It's 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 a very interesting game. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, my RPG fan cohorts talk about it.
3: Can I ask you? Does it remind you a little bit in a weird way of ActRaiser?
1: Yes, it does actually.
3: Although <laughs> yeah. um, those are
1: are those totally different teams that did it, or are they, yes. are they are they are
3: they both yes. quest or both? No, I think they're quintet. No, I think they're totally different teams. They're totally
1: different teams, because they were both published In- by Enix.
3: And one had much better music.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Act Razor is Yuzo Koshiro, and that's just an amazing soundtrack. But, uh... How about
3: Marcos? Sorry.
0: I mean, nobody cares, <laughs> Mike.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I thought it was Wall.
1: <laughs> what am I supposed to not care about? I, I no... Like...
0: Davey was basically saying he's like you're done talking for this podcast. Let's hear Marcos's opinion.
2: <laughs> uh, no, but like um, just returning, I only played half of it. But from the half I did play, I really like it. I won't be on the episode, but I, I do encourage like uh, for you guys to uh, the audience to play along uh, because it's gonna be. A re- I think it's gonna be really fun. Nice segue.
0: So if you want to get involved, in the podcast as always, you can play along. While you're playing along, you can comment on the boards, voice you your thoughts, you can contact us on Twitter, you can review on iTunes, or you can send an email to retro at rpgfan.com. we love to hear from you.
1: Or you can uh, comment on the appropriate thread on RPG Fan's Facebook page.
3: Whoa, whoa. Yeah. What? Oh, no. no, Yeah, he mentioned the forms. Yeah, I actually, I cruise through that. Really, I'm really bad at wrapping up.
0: It's like we do this occasionally and I remember how to do it you're the best so that is gonna do it for us at Retro Encounter
3: number one podcast can you get a a twit you really
0: screw up in my (laughs) outro every time so
3: (sighs) uh, that guy was cool I'd like that so yeah Davey
0: where can we find you on twitter (laughs)
3: uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm <technically laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Did you want to do this?
3: Davey <laughs> underscore kaze. <laughs> I don't remember the password for at Navy Kaze, and I don't know what email address they use.
1: <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Well, um I am at the real monsoon on Twitter.
2: Marcos? For myself, I am at Rhythm Room.
0: And I... I am at JD Curry. I am JD Curry everywhere else, so I might as well be Twitter as well.
1: Did you mention what the uh, Retro Encounter uh, email was? Yeah. Okay. Yes,
0: you did. And for those that missed it, like Mike, (laughs) it is retro at RPGFan.com.
1: Thanks, Josh. For those for
0: wondering... Where else They could get involved You could always Comment on our boards Go to our Facebook Or review on iTunes Any five star review With a comment Helps us out Tremendously So we appreciate it
1: That sounds familiar What you just said
0: <laughs> It's crying. like I had to say it twice It's just like The last story bosses You have to go <laughs> through them twice <laughs> no. That's they helpful for me Because I only listen
1: To about a third Of the things you say
0: That's
3: good Because three fourths Of what I say Is terrible They did it before Bravely defaulted it <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> and unless Davey interrupts me again, that will do it for Retro Encounter. Thank you for uh, joining us for the last story. We look forward to seeing you for Terran Enigma.
3: Nailed the landing.
1: Did you say what the email address was
3: again, Josh? <laughs> 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 goodbye. Uh, goodbye, everybody.